Let us look towards the Lord. The eternal God, our Father, we come to you today, God. We thank you. We praise you, God, for all that you do. Lord, we know that better days are coming. And we realize, God, that to be absent from this body is to be present with you, God. We thank you that we have a seat in your kingdom based upon our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, Father. God, we ask, Heavenly Father, Lord, that you'll speak through me. That, God, I will say your words, Heavenly Father, Lord. That's what they'll hear, Father. God, thank you so much, Heavenly Father, Lord, for this opportunity to be able to declare your word. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Last week we preached from the second chapter of the Gospel of John. We're going to turn the page. If you open your Bibles to the Gospel of John, the third chapter. I'm reading your hearing, first 10 verses, the Gospel of John. Say amen when you have it. Begin at verse number one, King James Version. In the reason, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus a ruler of the Jews. And the same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That's which is, which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it comes or whither it goes. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? And Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel, and knoweth not these things? I pulled out my old trusted book of snappy titles, to give to this message. And as I searched it, I did not find one that was befitting for this text. You know, sometimes we try and put snappy titles that you might be able to remember. 
But it's undeniable that there's only one title that can go with this text. And that is, ye must be born again. As simple as it is, you must be born again. Nicodemus, interesting man. Number one, an interesting name. When I was a kid, I loved the name Nicodemus. But as I began to look at the name and, and see the meaning of the name, the meaning of the name means a conqueror. Nico means conqueror in the Greek. Demas, where we give our term uh, demographics from, means people. Nicodemus was a conqueror of people. As a matter of fact, Nicodemus was destined for success. He had already been earmarked as being successful in the community in which he lived. A great man, well-respected, a great influencer in his community. Nicodemus was a very rich man. The other uniqueness about Nicodemus is that Nicodemus was not your traditional Pharisee. Because yes, indeed, he was a Pharisee. And if you know anything about Jesus and the Pharisees, they were always constantly at odds. However, we see Nicodemus show up three times in the Gospels. We see him right here in chapter number three. And then we see him when the, when the Sanhedrin court had assembled themselves and was talking about putting Jesus to death. And it was Nicodemus that said, you cannot crucify a person unless you first hear them out. The final time that we hear from Nicodemus is after Jesus had been crucified. And it was Nicodemus that went to Pontius Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus that he might give it a proper burial. In all of my conclusions, it would seem to me that Nicodemus got saved. That he became born again. But in this text this morning, we see, as we, as we read, that Nicodemus is not there yet. Because Nicodemus really represents everything that's religious about man. Nicodemus was a very religious man as all of the Pharisees were. He was of the Sanhedrin court. And the fact that it names him as a ruler of Israel tells us that he was perhaps one of the three most richest men in all of Israel. He had money, he had power, he had influence, he had the respect of the people. But yet he still needed to be born again. Now, now, now understand this, that, 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 that Nicodemus represents all of us. As a matter of fact, I'll be willing to guarantee you, there's a Nicodemus sitting on your pew. There, there, there's someone who is really steeped 
in religiosity, in tradition. Let, 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 me, let me put this here right quick. Because there's nothing wrong with being religious. I'm not, I'm not saying that. There's nothing wrong with tradition. I'm not saying that either. But what I am saying is that if you will allow religion and tradition to supersede your faith and love for God, then there's something wrong with it. You'll be amazed at the people that come up in church. And if it does not have that religious slant to it, think that they haven't even been to church. Don't, don't, don't you dare deviate from the way we always did it. Don't, don't, don't you do that. Don't, don't, don't you dare preach a sermon that, 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 that goes against any type of religious or tradition that we've been doing. Because we've come to a place towards we want to protect what's normal or what has become normal in church. Did, did, did you not know that, 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 that the church building did not come into existence to after 300 A.D.? There was no church buildings. They met in homes. They met in meeting places. But, but we put so much into this church, into the church building. To where, to where you, you, you would think that the building was the church. And not necessarily the people that's in the church. And then those who are in the church, what kind of spirit do you have on you? You see, because Jesus tells them that which is born of the flesh is flesh. But that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not, ye must be what? Born again. I'm trying not to holler today. I, I really am. I'm trying not to, I, because I, I, I want you to get this. I want you to understand this. It's vitally important that you make certain that you've been born again. There are a ton of people in churches that are sitting on pews and have never experienced the regeneration power of the Holy Spirit in their life. They have not been born again. It's critical. Here it is. These two men meet. What the text says, it says, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night. Now there's a lot of speculation as to why Nicodemus came by night. There were some that say that perhaps Nicodemus was ashamed. Didn't want anybody to know that he was Talking to Jesus. But understand that there are some of us that only want to be around Jesus at nighttime. We, 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 we don't want folk to know that we, it's okay that they know you come to church. That's okay, but, but, but you don't want them to know that you know Jesus. There are some of us that are the same way. But the good news is that Nicodemus came. 
That there are some that need to come and have not come to Jesus. And Nicodemus comes at night. And whatever the reason why he came at night is of no consequence. The good news is that he came. And that's, that's, that's what I solicit to you guys. That, to understand that it is important that you come. It doesn't matter why you come. Some, some, some of us come because the pain is so hard on our heart. We've been beat down by this world. And it compels us to come to Jesus. The important part of it is, is that when you come, that you come with a heart to receive from God. Here, here, he said that he came by night. And he came making a statement. And it's interesting to understand this, that Nicodemus makes a statement here. He does not ask a question. His statement is, he says, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Well, what miracles is he talking about? Well, chapter 2, you know, he, 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 he talks about how he turned water into wine. And there were several other miracles of healing the sick that Nicodemus did. Did you know that Jesus is a healer? He's a healer. You don't believe me? Ask Deacon Redden. He'll tell you he is a healer. He'll tell you, I mean, he'll get up and testify that God is a healer. And as I told him, if he healed his body and he healed this man's body back here, he can heal your body. But understand that Nicodemus comes with a left-handed compliment. Because it's, it's, it's noteworthy that he called him a teacher or a rabbi. But understand that Jesus is more than just a teacher. He's more than just a rabbi. And understand that, that Nicodemus does not want to speak just for himself. He didn't say, I know that you are. He said, we know. And understand that when you come to Christ, you can't come as a we. You got to come as a I. You, you got to come all by yourself. You, you can't bring folk with you and say, oh, we're going to trust in the Lord today. No, you, I will trust in the Lord today. As for me in my house, I'm going to serve the Lord. This is personal. Nicodemus, if you're going to come, you need to make this personal. That, that's what you need to do. You need to make this personal. He said, he said we know that the, our, our, our man of God, because we see the miracles that you do. And understand that was part of the problem at this time in history, is that they were moved more by the miracles of Jesus than they were by the message of Jesus. So what's on Nicodemus' mind? Well, what's on his mind is the kingdom of God. Even though he, do, he, really, he really does not say it. But we understand the literature. We understand that, that it's really about the kingdom of God. And we know it because Jesus identifies it in the next verse. 
that that's what's on his heart and his mind. How do you know that? Well, because Jesus knows our heart. Jesus knows what's on your mind. As a matter of fact, he knows what you're thinking right now. Watch it. He knows our motivations. He knows the reason why we do the things we do. He, he knows when we're not genuine. And he knows here that Nicodemus is coming to him from a sincere place. He comes with a desire. He wants to know what is the kingdom. How, how, how can I inherit the kingdom of God? You remember the rich young ruler, right? He just put it out there. He said, how can I inherit the, the kingdom of God? Jesus began to lay out everything that he needed to do. The young ruler thought he had it all together. He said, I've, I've done all of these things since my youth. And then he cut him. He said, I want you to sell everything that you have and give it to the poor. My God, what if God had told us that? Mm-hmm. I know those eyes rolled up. I don't know. Pastor, I don't know. But understand that God owns everything. Everything that you have, God owns. He, he's the one that gave it to you. So why not sacrifice the little bit of stuff that God has given us to get the greater reward of eternal life? The problem with us is that we want to hold on to this material world. We want to hold on to the things right here that appeases our flesh. You don't make provisions for your soul. You must be born again in order to inherit it. This is, this is what Jesus tells him. He said, Jesus answered him and said unto him, well, Jesus, he didn't ask the question. Yes, he did. To Jesus, he asked the question. Jesus said, verily, verily, here he said, truly, he said, I want you to pay attention to this. In other words, Nicodemus, I need your undivided attention. I need you to get this. And much in the same way, I'm saying the same thing. You need to get this. He said, he said, he said, verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, 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 let me help you a little bit with this, all right? Because sometimes we in the church have a tendency to use church terms that the world don't really understand. You know, you, you, you go to the world and say, you need to be saved. They don't know what you're talking about. You know, and so, and so we need to be able to break it down and get people to understand what is meant by this. The, the sad reality of it is that, that there are some folk in the church don't understand the concept of being born again. This word here, born again, really should be interpreted born from above. In other words, you're being born outside of what you can do. The implication here is that, number one, you've been born naturally. And everyone is evident because you're sitting here. We know that you had a natural birth. But there is a second birth that is implied here. And that means that, 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 that perhaps there was something wrong with the first birth. That, 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 there was something wrong with the first birth that requires you to be born again. And it's outside of the scope of your abilities to be able to do. Hey, let me ask you this question. 
What contribution did you make to your natural birth? Don't worry, I'll wait. Go ahead. What, what, what contribution did you make to it? What, 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 what did you bring to the table? You brought absolutely nothing. You had no control over your natural birth. It was your mama and daddy and God. Here is the same way with this spiritual birth that Jesus is talking about. There, there is nothing that you can do to add to this spiritual birth in which he's talking about here. There's absolutely nothing. As a matter of fact, it's impossible for you or I to get into the kingdom of God without some help. It's impossible. And you listen, even Nicodemus realized that. Nicodemus said, how can this be? He said, I'm an old man. What am I going to do? Go back up into my mother's womb and be born again? Oh, no, Nicodemus. You're a ruler of the Pharisees. You're a ruler of the Jews. You ought to know better. You must be born again. You see, because all of us will return to that nature, that sin nature, if it's not by the power of God's rebirth in our lives, being regenerated, and then being filled with the Holy Spirit of promise. It is the Holy Spirit that, that, that keeps us, that preserves us, after we have been born again. Listen, let, 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 me, let me tell you this story of a king who had two couriers, very highly respected men. They were very gentlemanly. They were great gentlemen. But they had two different viewpoints when it became a gentleman or what it took to be a gentleman. The one man believed that you could be trained to be a gentleman. All it take was being in the right environment, having the right culture, having the right training, the right education. You could make a man a gentleman. Sounds good. The other man said, well, no, no. If you're gonna be a gentleman, you need to be born a gentleman. There are certain innate qualities that come through birth, through the DNA that makes a person a gentleman. And because of the rift, the king said, well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to send you guys out. You go out and you get the proof to support your theories. And that they did. They went out and they said, after a year's time, I'll bring you back and you'll present your case. Well, they went out and began to search throughout the province, looking for evidence of what it took to make a gentleman. And just about the end of the, the time frame, both of them came up empty. And the one went to a tavern to have dinner one evening. And he asked for a spot of tea. And lo and behold, Coming out of the back kitchen 
was a cat walking on two legs, balancing a tray with a spot of tea on it. He had been trained to walk upright and carry this tray, brought it to the man and presented it to him. The man was excited. He said, I got him now. They trained this cat to perform as a gentleman. This is proof positive that gentlemen can be made. He knew he had it. And so he began to broadcast what he had throughout the, the province. And the word came to his friend who believed that gentlemen are born. The friend began to get depressed. But on his way back to the kingdom, he noticed something in a shop window and a smile came over his face. He hurried up and he ran into the, the shop and he purchased and he left with his purchase in his hand. Two days later, they show up before the king. And as the palace doors open, this cat walked down holding this spot of tea on the platter. He pranced on up to the king. Everybody began to applaud, began to celebrate. Say, yeah, he might, this one has won. You can make a gentleman, but hold it right there. The second man took his box, opened up the box, and outran six white mice and the cat forgot everything that he had been trained. He forgot everything that he had learned. Why? Because he went back to his old nature and it's the same way with you. If you don't have it, you will go back to your same nature. That's why it's important that you be born again. Education will not do it. Culture will not do it. Being in church will not do it. You must be born again. You got to be born again. Because all of us were born and shaped in iniquity. And even though you've been born again and we have these new natures, the old nature is still there. It's still kicking and warring against that spirit man. It still desires to overthrow and dominate the spirit man. And for all of us, every last one of us, your old nature is older than your new nature. But here's the good news. It don't have to be as mature as the new nature. You see, there, there, there's a, such a thing as catch up. And as you begin to get into the word of God, as you begin to learn the word of God, as you begin to experience what God has in his word for you, you begin to mature. And then that new nature begins to dominate your life. You begin to live according to that new nature and not necessarily the old nature. Nicodemus is still in the old nature. And he just does not understand 
And Jesus said, well, Nicodemus, let, let, me, let me explain it to you. Then since you don't understand, he said, he said, verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So let, let, let's deal with this because there's been many different viewpoints when it comes to this being born of water and born of the spirit. There are some that say that, 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 that born of the water represents our natural birth. Well, 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 in understanding good hermeneutics, Nicodemus didn't know anything about water breaking at birth. So, so, so it's highly unlikely this is what he was talking about. And then there's those who say that this, this represents water baptism. Well, once again, using good hermeneutics, Christian water baptism had not been introduced yet. So Nicodemus didn't know anything about that either. But, but, but I believe that what Jesus is talking about here is he's talking about the cleansing that God does in the lives of the people. Listen, turn your Bible, turn your, turn your Bible, if you would, to Ezekiel, the, the 36th chapter. You need, you need to see this. Because not only does it tell us what this water baptism is, but it tells us who's really in charge. It really supports this message which Jesus taught. Or he's teaching Nicodemus. Look here, in, in Ezekiel, the 36th chapter, Verse number 24, I'm going to read a little bit here if you will. He said, he said, in verse number 24, he says, For I will, this is God speaking to Israel. He says, For I will take you from amongst the heathen and gather you out of all countries and will bring you into your own land. Verse 25, And I will sprinkle clean water upon you and ye shall be clean from all of your filthiness and from all of your idols will I cleanse you. Verse 26, and a new heart will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you, and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh, and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, and ye shall keep my judgment and do them Verse 28, and ye shall dwell in the, in the land that I gave to your fathers, and ye shall be my people, and I will be your God. Look at, look at this text. It's all I will, I will, I will, I will, I will. In other words, all the hard part, God said, I'm going to do this. We don't come in until... You're reaping the benefit of all the I wills. You're going, you're, going, you're going to inherit a land that I will give to you. And this is all about the cleansing purpose and the salvation purpose of God. It's all on him. But we, we must be born again. When you say, well, how can I be born again? Well, you got to believe. That's what it really boils down to. You look at this third chapter of John. No less than nine times. In the King James Version. 
you hear the word believe. You don't, you don't hear anywhere in there where we're to do anything. You hear believe. Believe. Now understand that that, that word belief is in the future tense, which means that it's a constant believing. You don't just stop and believe one time. It's a constant believing. It is a believing that will keep you. It's a belief that will ground you. It is a belief in what God has did, not in what you come to bring to the table. It is what he did and not we done, we've done ourselves. Listen, this, 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 what Jesus is preaching right here to, to Nicodemus is a fulfillment of Ezekiel's prophecy. He, he, he's going to take us out of that land of the heathen. I know I used to be a heathen. And, I, and if it wasn't for the grace of God, I wouldn't be too far removed from being a heathen. Glory to God. Thanks be to God. He said, he said, he said that this, this is what I'm going to do. He said that which is born of the flesh is flesh. But that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto you again, ye must be born again. It's critical. It's important. As a matter of fact, John, John's, John's whole gospel is about believing. 93 times the word believe are mentioned in just in the gospel of John. To believe. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, that, 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 you know, he wraps it up in the, uh, in the 21st chapter of John, he said that you might believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He said, this is the reason my, I'm writing this, that you might believe. It, it is, listen, it's not about a prayer that you pray. Hello, somebody. Listen, I'm, I'm telling you this because there are some people who have trusted in a prayer that you pray. And it came without any type of belief whatsoever. Or it was a shallow belief. It ain't about a prayer that you pray. It's about the faith that you have in the Lord Jesus Christ and what he did upon the cross. And understand that there's evidence of that. There's evidence of that. Because how can you have faith? How can you believe in God? and not experience the life-changing effects of salvation in your life. What you, th you, you, you thought God saved you, that you might stay just like you are? No, the Bible said the wages of sin is death. And understand the wages of sin is still death. So yeah, if you continue in your sinfulness, yeah, you're going to be on your way to... You finish it. You must be born again. Here, here, here Jesus, Jesus is telling them, you know, I mean, this, this is a spiritual thing. In the natural, it's impossible. You can't do it in the, in the natural. You can't do it by affiliation. You, you, you can't do it because mama did it or daddy did it. Listen, I can, I can bring my kids. I, listen, you, I can bring you to church. 
But there comes a time that, you know, bringing you to church don't mean nothing if you don't meet Jesus for yourself. If, if God's word never pricks your heart, if the Holy Spirit never convicts you of your sinfulness, if, if he never shows you that there's a, a better way, there's a need for a change, then you're still lost in your sin. You can, you can come to church till the cows come home. You, you, you can come every time those doors open up and swing open. And if you have not entered into a personal relationship with God the Father through his son Jesus Christ, you're still hopelessly lost. And you must make certain. You must make certain. It ain't, listen, it ain't, it ain't about you waving your hands in the church, well, uh, uh, the service of God. It ain't you clapping your hands. None of that stuff counts. In heaven. What, what, what counts is that you've been born again by the Spirit of God. I told you, there, there, there's that another title that goes for the, you, you can't preach, you can't, you can't put another title to this message here, not to this text, because it's prevalent. Jesus wants him to know two significant things you must be born again, and it comes by your belief and not your religious practices. I don't, I don't know what you came looking for. I, I don't know what you, I, I don't have anything else for you. You, you, you want to know, okay, what's the next step, Jesus? Well, there is no next step. The next step is that you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. That you trust him with your life. And, that, and, that, and that's why in the book of Luke, you know, he, he tells them when, 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 they, when they could not cast a demon out of the man's son, and Jesus asked the man, after the disciples had failed, he said, do you believe that I can do it? The man said, certainly I believe that you can do it, but Lord, help thou my unbelief. Which tells me that even sometimes us in salvation, we still need the Lord to help us along the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. There, there, there are times and moments that we have our doubts. There are times that we're challenged with some things. And there are times that we need to be like this man saying, God help thou my unbelief. I, I know that this looks crazy. I know it sounds crazy. But God won't trust you anyway. Because listen here, the, foolish, the preaching of the cross is foolishness to them that perish. How, how, how can the, the fact that a man dies upon a cross, how, how can that give me eternal life? The man is dead. Well, let me help you because that's the requirement. But the scripture said there's no remission of sin without the shedding of blood. Blood had to be shed. Jesus had to die. And Jesus telling Nicodemus is knew that, that, that Calvary was in front of him. That eventually he would get to that place. 
You see, because if not Nicodemus, and just like you and I, we would have to die for ourselves. Don't get me wrong, we're going to die physically. But I'm going to live eternally with the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm tired of trying to live down here. It's difficult down here. You know, it's, it's hard. It's hard loving folk. Oh, it is. It takes some effort, especially church folk. It's hard sometimes. It's hard. But understand that God has given us his love. And we're going to get to that next week. Because God did love us with this unconditional love. This is love that goes beyond anything that we can imagine. This is, this is an unconditional love that God loves us with, this agape love. This is a love that looks beyond our faults and seeing what we needed. And what we all needed was a savior. We needed a redeemer. Because all of us was hopelessly lost and on our way to hell, but God stepped in. And in due season, he sent his son, Jesus, to walk amongst us, to show us the way. It was Jesus, I tell you. It was the man, Jesus, that came down through 42 generations, that walked and taught us how to live a life that was pleasing unto God. Because Jesus lived every moment of his life trusting his father, believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what we need to do. Yes, he came down, lived a righteous life, a good life. And they nailed him to a cross. They nailed him in his hands, nailed him in his feet, put a crown of thorns upon his head, pierced him in his side. He hung his head in the locks of his shoulders and he died for the sins of humanity. But he didn't stay dead. Old Nicodemus showed up. Pontius Pilate's death door requesting the body of Jesus that he might give it a proper burial. The same one he preached, you must be born again, is now participating in the birth of all of us. Because if Jesus would have stayed dead, we'd still be lost in our trespasses and sin. Nicodemus goes to get the body. Buries it in the tomb. He stays there all day Friday. All Friday night. All day Saturday, all Saturday night. But early on the third day, he rose with all power of heaven and earth in his hands. And because I believe that, because I've trusted that, I've been born again. This is shown up born again. This ain't no way. This is shown up born again. And I'll forever be with the Lord. And thank God Jesus', Jesus job is still not done. He's still making intercession for us. He's sitting at the right hand side of the Father praying for you. He's praying that somebody today would be born again. That, that, that's, that's his prayer and that somebody would receive the gospel message and be born again 
He's coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. He's coming back for a prepared church. Church that's working on his behalf. A church that's taking this message to this dying world that you must be born again. Consider yourself warned. I told you. You got to be born again. You must be born again. You must be born again. Please stand to your feet. The door to the church is open. Is there one? Is there one? another is there another is there another that would like to give their lives to Jesus if you'd like to be a member of this church you can come by letter you can come by Christian experience is there one Is there one? Amen. You may be seated. Good afternoon, Macedonia Baptist Church. To Pastor Minor and the entire church family, we have coming up someone that you know. She's coming as a candidate for baptism. Her name is Luna Minor. Come on, stand up, Luna. You know, I'm gonna be honest with y'all. Since Dan, when you was bringing down there, I thought she was cutting up downstairs. You was bringing. <laughs> <laughs> but let me tell you something. Let me tell you something about this little girl. This little girl has been talking about Jesus for a long time. She has really, I mean, knows and understands, and she did not want to come until she was fully understood what she was getting into. So I just thank God for that. We never, we never coerced her. We never, you know, I mean, pushed her or anything. We let her come in her own time. And so, Luna, you're right. I know a little bit about you, right? Yeah. You and I hang out a lot, right? Okay. And we'd have some discussions about Jesus, right? Okay. You, you tell me that Jesus is strong, right? Amen. And he comes to save you. He wants to save you. He wants to live inside of your heart. That's what he wants to do. That's what he desires to do. All right? So, you see that handsome gentleman over there, Reverend Register? <laughs> I want you to go over there with him. He's going to have some discussions with you and let you know what you need to do, okay? All right. God bless you. Love you, baby. Yeah, he's up there.
Yeah, it's my grandbaby. Amen. Amen. It's good. I bless the Lord. I do. I bless God. A lot of discussions with her about Jesus Christ. And all I had to do was start the discussion and she would finish it. Very, very. wonderful. Listen, you know, it, it, it does your heart good when your children and your grandchildren see something in your life that causes them to desire to have what you have. And I don't close a prayer without praying for them. I don't, pr I don't close a prayer. Just like I don't close a prayer without praying for you as well. Because that's what I know it takes. All the talking in the world doesn't mean anything. It's not to the spirit of Christ convicts the heart. And that's what I know what happened today. And so I glorify God today. The Bible says that all of heaven is rejoicing. That's for anyone that comes to Christ. You must be born again. Amen, amen, amen. All right. Deacon Ready? God bless you, sir. It is good to see you. It is good to see you. I know that God has done some miraculous work in your life. We have been praying for you. I got you on about three different prayer lists all throughout the country. And so we've been lifting up prayers for you, man. And it's good to see that God is faithful. Faithful, yes, he is. I know many of you sent me a card, called me on the phone, and I appreciate it. Yes, Lord. I've been through something. Mm. And it hasn't been pleasant. I fell. And it all started from there. Mm -hmm. I left here one Sunday morning. And I fell out there on the parking lot. Brother Crawford picked me up. And I drove home. And after that, I don't remember nothing. For two months, I don't remember a thing. And, it, and the, the person that been by my side did almost everything for me and my wife. We both had a birthday this month. Oh. October and September. I was 86 years old, September the 3rd. Amen. And I want to thank you. I know the pastor was there a couple of times, I know. Yes. I, I, didn't, I didn't know he was there, but he, he was there. I think he said I was asleep or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I thank, thank you, Pastor. Thank you, sir. Your presence, I didn't know you were there, but your presence 
told me you was there. Yes, yes. Thank yes, you. Yeah. God bless you. Amen. God bless you, sir. Amen. Come on, get a little head clap of praise. <laughs> all right, let, uh, if all hearts are satisfied, let's stand. Amen, amen. Those who desire prayer, come down to the throne of grace that we might petition the Lord. It's a good thing. Yeah. Yes, God. Come on. Yes, God. Amen, amen, amen. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Worthy is the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Let's go before God. Dear eternal God, our Father, we come to you this morning, God. We thank you and we praise you, God. Because, God, that's what we do. Praise is what we do, Father. We are so grateful, God, for all that you've done for us, God. God, just to see your miracles, Heavenly Father, Lord. And to hear how it lines up with your word, Father. The oh so precious promises that you've made us, God. You promised us, God, that, God, you would heal us. If not spiritually, and it's not just physical. But, God, we thank you for the spiritual healing that you've given us, God. We thank you, Heavenly Father, Lord, for all that you've done, Father. We thank you for your word, God, and how it flows freely, God. We thank you, God, that your word will accomplish that which is set forth, God. And Lord, we're asking right now, Heavenly Father, Lord, that God, you will attend to the needs of these who are here, Father. All of us are here with different needs, Heavenly Father, Lord. We have different problems, God. Different circumstances and situations, God. But God, all of us need you, Father. There's not one person here that does not need you, Father. And you told us that you would be our God. And that we would be your people. You, you, you told us that we could come into your presence, God. And ask for the things that we need. We realize that God, you are the giver of every good and perfect gift. And so God, I'm asking you, Heavenly Father, Lord, that you would bless us with the gift of love, God. With the gift of hope, God. With the gift of peace right now, in the name of Jesus, God. God, we thank you so much for Jesus. What he done in our lives, God. 
I pray, Heavenly Father, Lord, that we will leave out of here, Father, Lord, telling this dying world that they must be born again, that there is no getting around it, that we must come to you in faith, trusting and believing that you will save us. God, thank you. Keep us as we depart from this place. Carry us to our various destinations, but God, watch over us, God. Keep us in your care, Father, because we love you, God. But more importantly, Lord, you love us with an unfailing love, God. And so, God, we say thank you. We pray for our sick and our shut-in list, God. God, I'm praying that I know we can pray some of these people off this list, God. We're praying in faith. We're praying believing. We're praying trusting in you, God. We need you, God. Somebody needs a job today, Father. Somebody, Lord, is, is, is in a broken relationship and they need you, God. God, we pray for Deacon Williams, Heavenly Father, Lord. For Delia Williams, Heavenly Father, Lord. She's dealing with the death of his mom. This is something about mothers, God. I pray for every mother, God. Pray for every child that, God, their relationships will be strengthened with their mothers, God. Pray that we would value them like we should, not just one day of the year. God, we thank you for all that you do. Bless us and we shall be blessed, God. Continue to heal Deacon Redden, God. Continue to heal Deacon Ross, God. Mother Haynes, God. Mother Watson. Mother Littles, God. Just calling out a few of the names, Heavenly Father, Lord. Asking you that you would just touch for your glory, God. Now, Father, we want to take this moment, God, to ask that you'll bless Pastor Twyman today, God. We come lifting him up today, as well as his family, his wife, his children, God. We pray for them. We thank God for them, God. We miss them, God. So, God, we're asking this, God, that you would just bless him mightily, Father. Touch him in the name of Jesus. Now we give your name the glory, the honor, and the praise as we ask this in Jesus' name. You said that we could ask in your name. We ask in Jesus' name. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and thank God. And now may the grace of God and the love of Jesus and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit may it rest rule and abide with us now, hence and forevermore. Let every heart sing. Amen. And God bless you this morning.